Girlfriends, episode number 135, Build Community and Stay Connected with Allison Jingris. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we're sharing a great conversation I recently had with my friend and author, Allison Jingris, about her new series of books that support Catholic women in connecting with one another. Let's get started. Hey, girlfriends, what's up? How are you? I am stuck in Philadelphia, so I thought I would talk to you. (laughs) I'm making the most of my time here. There are some crazy storms, and um, I got stuck in Philadelphia. I was supposed to be home by now. In fact, I was supposed to be home long before now, but... I'm doing my best to offer it up, and I know a lot of people are in a lot worse circumstances. I'm also doing my best to not completely complain about it on social media. Um, anyway, I've I've been traveling to Pennsylvania for the Catholic Marketing Network, and um, those of you who follow me on Instagram would have seen a bunch of posts from there. It was a great week. And then ended the week with a visit to Ascension Press, publisher of my new book that I got to tell you about last week. Um, so my new book, if you weren't um, a part of the episode last week, is You Are Enough, What Women of the Bible Teach You About Your Mission and Worth. And it's really a look at the Old Testament, women in the Old Testament. You know, previously we talked about and we focused on with You Are Worth It, women of the New Testament and Jesus's interactions with them. Well, this book is really focusing on women in the Old Testament, what we can learn about God the Father and his unique plan for you, his unique love for you as a woman, his unique mission for you as a woman from those stories of women in the Old Testament. It was so inspiring and surprising, the things that I learned as I was writing this book. So I cannot wait to share it with you. So I got to spend the day um, with Ascension Press doing a photo shoot, which was, I mean, exhausting, but also hilarious and fun. And there's a great team there that I got the opportunity to work with. So we got a bunch of photos to use in promotional things for the book and for the podcast. So be looking for those in the coming months. The podcast is probably going to be getting a little bit of a new look um, and you'll be seeing some different things uh, promoting the book in the coming weeks. I'm super excited to share this book with you. I absolutely can't wait to share it with you. And uh, you can see the cover, a little sneak peek of the cover if you go to my Instagram page. Um, On Instagram, I'm just Danielle Bean. Look me up and you can see a little sneak preview of the cover from some of the, the shoot that we had yesterday. I cannot wait to share it with you. Have I said that? I think I've said it 17 times, but I truly mean it because this book is so close to my heart. That message of you are enough, one woman on Instagram said, just looking at the title, reading the title, I know every woman needs to read this book. And isn't that the truth? I mean, isn't that the truth that every one of us needs to hear that message? In fact, one of my sons said to me, why Why are you writing this book with this title and you're worth it and you are enough? Like, what, you know, how many, how many times do women need to hear that? Well, in my experience, they need to hear it uh, a million times and, and then some more uh, because there's something about our feminine souls that wants to reject that. And I really feel like it's a way that Satan can get in the way of us fulfilling our calling as Catholic women. I think he's terrified of what we might accomplish if we fully accept our mission, if we fully understand our worth and our unique calling 
in the eyes of God. And that's what this book is all about, empowering women in that way, not in some cheesy, you know, <laughs> fake way, but in a truly authentic way that's based on your identity as a Catholic woman and God's personal love that he has for you and the personal mission that he calls you to. So anyway, the book again is called You Are Enough and it's going to be available for pre-order very soon. And there's going to be a special bonus for people who do pre-order. There are going to be special things that are going to be available only to listeners of the podcast. So I'm excited about that. You know, you guys are my people. So for sure, I'm going to be sharing special opportunities and um, incentives for pre-ordering the book with just you here on the podcast. So cannot wait to share that with you. I also can't wait to get out of Philadelphia and home to my family, but I'm glad I've got this time here, a little pocket of time where I can spend some time with you. So this week, I'm sharing a conversation I had with my friend and uh, Catholic author, Allison Gingras, who has a new series of books that's coming out this fall, which is specifically meant to be a resource to help women stay connected. In fact, that's the title of the, her series of books, Stay Connected. And Allison is all about building community among Catholic women, and she shares very honestly about her struggles in that regard. Um, she's just such an authentic, real woman that I love any opportunity I have to sit down and chat with her. And I did have that chance this week in um, Lancaster, Pennsylvania at the Catholic Marketing Network. So let's take a listen to what Allison has to share. Hey, everybody. I am thrilled to have joining me here today on Girlfriends, Allison Gingras, a real life friend. We've met in real life many times through work at CatholicMom.com, but also in other venues, homeschooling groups and whatnot. But welcome to Girlfriends, Allison. I'm thrilled you're here. Thanks for having me, Danielle. This is really fun. I actually get to do it with you in person. How fun is that? Exactly. I know. There's something about those in-person relationships. It's so important and so valuable that we turn online relationships into real ones. And that's what this is. But today you're here to talk about a new project of yours, Stay Connected, which is coming out in the next couple of months here. Maybe just share with us a little bit about what that project is and what your hopes are for it. It is the Stay Connected Journals for Catholic Women coming out from Grace Watch Media. You can go to gracewatch.media backslash connected for more information. But I'm really excited about this project because I've been in Bible study now for over 10 years and I've, it changed my life. It absolutely, and that sounds very dramatic, but it really did transform my faith. I went from a very lukewarm Catholic who went every Sunday because I wanted perfect attendance in case heaven was real. <laughs> But I knew that there was much more to that. And so I was invited to a Bible study. And the first reaction was giggling and saying, I'm sorry, I'm Catholic. And we don't read the Bible. Oh, my gosh. But I was so glad that she was persistent and actually went and bought me the book because she kind of must have known that if you give me the book, I'm going to show up. And it really worked. But it, it was more than that. Once I got there and I saw that other women were on the same journey and they were still, they were also trying to figure it all out and thinking like, well, I go to church, but I don't get anything out of it. And it was books. It was Catholic books, spiritual reading that just moved me to the next level. So I started a group in my own home. But I found that after we did some of the really great longer studies, like Momnipotent, one of our favorites. Oh, great. But we would go, you know, want to do the next book. But some of us would be, you know, the, the season of life. It can be hard to meet every week and to, to have your reading completed before you meet. So um, the idea came that I wanted to, to develop a stay-connected book, which gave you time to read together as a group and keep your group connected 
between your longer studies. There's so many beautiful studies out there, but there was none that you could actually not do your reading for the week, show up to Bible study an hour, an hour and a half, an hour and a half to two hours, read it together, answer the questions, look at the scriptures, and really stay connected to each other and to Christ. Oh, I love that concept. It's so needed. You know, so, I mean, we love our structure, don't we? When we're getting together in these women's groups. But at the same time, the structure sometimes can be a little overwhelming. Like you didn't do your homework kind of thing. And that's overwhelming for some people. Like I can't show up tonight because I didn't read the chapter. I didn't do the questions at the end of the chapter. But so I love the idea that this is very doable in that way. Um, maybe you could talk a little bit about women's groups in general. What's been your experience? Because you mentioned you have had this women's group in your home. What's your history with regard to um, gathering women together I was in that group with with that I was invited to originally and then um actually kind of a little sadly the woman that started in and many of the friends that I had in that group ended up leaving the Catholic Church and they became evangelicals and they were still on fire for the Lord and I tried to stay in the group but I realized the materials we were picking weren't feeding my desire to know more about Christ through the Eucharist, through adoration, our Blessed Mother, and, and all the beautiful riches of the Catholic Church. So I went kind of groupless for a little bit, and then the Lord put it on my heart to start a group. So I tried it in my house, and I was like, company clean every Monday. This is painstaking. So I did it for a few years, and then I said, I can't. This is just too much for me, and I, I quit. And I went off to World Youth Day in 2013, the very last Mass, was Cardinal O'Malley, Sean O'Malley from the Boston Diocese, Archdiocese, and he said, if you really want to change the world, if you really want to evangelize, then you need to learn hospitality. Whoops. I was like, oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> so I went home, and I texted, I emailed all my friends, and I said, okay, here's the deal. I want you to come back. I miss you dearly. I knew that our faiths were being grown leaps and bounds by sharing of our faith together, but you're going to get family clean, which means I promise you won't be disgusted by my bathroom. You won't stick to the seat you're in, but you may get attacked by a couple of dust bunnies. <laughs> oh, I love that. You know, um, recently on the Catholic Momcast with Lisa Hendy, we were talking about hospitality, and I think that's such a trigger point for many women. So I love that you shared that, that sometimes that gets in the way of us opening up our homes and then all again, opening up our hearts to one another because we feel like everything has to be perfect and in place, first of all. I mean, we women, we're so good at doing this to ourselves, so hard. And, and yet, so your your book, in the way that it's so practical and like you can just show up and you're good, um, I think also that kind of shabby hospitality, right? I, I, I've talked about that on the Girlfriends podcast before. The idea that, you know, that we're called to be receptive to one another and build community, but we can't be doing that if we're not being authentic, if you're feeling like you're putting on a show. Have you ever had the temptation to do that? Uh, yes. All the time, which is why I was doing company clean. Like they would show up and everything would be spotless and all the things would be shoved in a closet or in a cabinet. And I'd look like I was this wonderful housewife, but I'd grumbled the whole time getting ready. And then Bible study would start and I'd be not where my heart needed to be to really be sharing this opportunity with each other to grow in our faith. So to put aside those ears and say, listen, this is really how I keep the house clean. And it's not very... <laughs> But I really wanted to be on that journey with you to find Christ. And I know that through his scriptures, this is the best way to do it. That People will say, like, I don't hear God speaking. I'll say, well, when was the last time you read the Bible? Because that's where you hear his word. Like, that's where, like, we're so blessed to have God's holy word that we can read and we can hear his voice. And then when we're 
like praying, going, God, I don't hear you. He's like, open the book and then you'll hear me. <laughs> oh, that is so great. And sometimes we need each other to remind us of that. Like, and I find that that's what's so valuable about getting together with other women sometimes is just the things that we, we know, right, in our heads. Sometimes we don't feel them in our hearts and we're not allowing it to seep down into our hearts in a real way. So getting together with our girlfriends, like we do on the podcast, but also like we do in real life can be so valuable. But practically speaking, how is how are these books structured? Because it's a series of books, Stay Connected, right? That's going to be coming out this fall. And um, you, you, they're based on scripture. Is it scripture of the day or these passages that you've chosen yourself? Uh, each book is thematic. So there's three that come out at a time and they're coming out October 1st, Grace Watch Media, gracewatch.media backslash connected. And each one has the same structure. So whatever one you pick up in the Stay Connected series, you can, you know, you're getting the same quality. So there's an opening, closing prayer. Cause some people are really good at you know, like just closing their eyes and they just, Lord, we just come today and we're just so grateful. But other people kind of get overwhelmed. So we give you the structure, an opening and a closing prayer. We give you an introductory, um, reflection into the chapter, which again, you can read at home or you can read together. Then there's a question for reflection that you can either choose for just yourself or you can share with others. And then we have the scriptures and we just give you the address. You got to break open those Bibles. And the reason I did that was that I may think this particular, like Philippians 4, 6, which is, you know, hey, no anxiety in anything, but trust God in everything. That's the Allison Abridge version. <laughs> so you may read that and think, well, that's okay. But if you keep reading, you're like, oh, but this is what I really needed to do. Whatever is pure, whatever is holy. So I want, um, and it's, I say I want, but really the Lord put this on my heart to do this book was for women to do, to go in and have the Lord speak to them. Cause I don't know where he's going to reach you. So we have you going in and actually looking at the scriptures. And then there's a short reflection and I had left that out, but my test group was like, I want to know what you thought. So we went in and we did a reflection to go with the scriptures and then group discussion questions. Real simple, real easy. Just, a, again, a way for you to stay connected. And the first book is mine, The Gifts of Invitation, Seven Ways Jesus Calls You Into a Grace-Filled Life. The second one is The Fruits of the Spirit and how we live those in our everyday, ordinary lives. And the third one is really cool. I got the Catholic librarian, Tiffany Walsh, to do the Catholic classics, spiritual readings, like, you know, Teresa of Lesseur's book, Story of a Soul, that looks so in impossible to read. She took little excerpts of it, really showed us how it connects to the scriptures and how we can read these and really have our own lives enriched by the Catholic, yeah, easy for me to say, the Catholic <laughs> classics. Oh my gosh, I love that. And I love that you have voices of different women contributing to this series, which is so important, I think, especially when we're talking about building community, encouraging and supporting one another as Catholic women inside of our vocations as women. So that's truly important. But then in talking about structure, I was reminded of recently on a Catholic Mom Hangout, you were sharing some spiritual insights about what makes a spiritual person. And I think this is really relevant to the topic of your book. First of all, because we want structure like that. We want prayer groups. We want our Catholic women's groups to be supporting us in our spiritual lives. But what does that look like? How do you know when you've arrived? Well, I can tell you when we're on the journey. I don't know what arrived looks like. I have a feeling it's dead. <laughs> it looks like you're dead. But um, for a woman of... Um, a, a spiritual woman, what kind of the characteristics is they have a daily prayer life. They spend time in scripture. And most importantly, they get together with other women because sometimes we're really doing great on our spiritual journey and we're like soaring. Like I read every day, I got the scriptures down and other days we're just discouraged and we're wondering like, I don't, I'm just messing this whole God thing up. 
but to have other women either sharing yes I'm in that same spot and there's always someone in the group is like no no I've got it and they like cheerlead you on and that's really the beauty of making community of developing community and learning uh, through Bible study with other people. Faith sharing is another way of calling it. And also I want to just mention that we call them journals, but if you're not a journaler, first of all, nobody goes in and corrects it. (laughs) And second of all, um, we're talking about journaling, just your thoughts. Like how is God reaching you? And you know, you can, and it's got ways you can color too. So if you just want to doodle and you don't want to actually write, again, nobody is going to be correcting it. But I know I personally find when I start to write, I feel like God like speaks to me through that writing sometimes. Oh, I love that. And I like that you're saying there's no one right way. There's no supposed to about it. And yet I like that you give us a little bit of structure there because, you know, I think if you're not giving at least a little bit of structure, like you do have to have a daily prayer life. And that's going to look different for everybody. But we do need that basic standard because we talk about this on on the podcast all the time. Like you can say, oh, my life's a prayer, right? We all know (laughs) that's that's not true. I mean, yes, it can be true in many ways. But if you're not setting aside that time to be present to your creator, to sit in his presence in whatever way that's going to work out in your life, if you're not turning your heart and mind toward him throughout your day, you don't have a relationship, right? So I, I think that's really important. And But some listeners might be thinking, oh my gosh, Allison, that's great for you to say, but how am I supposed to actually make this work? You know, how am I supposed to make this fit into my life? Uh, you know, not only daily spiritual time, but then time to be connecting with other women, time to get my bathroom not completely horrible. Even if it's shabby hospitality, I'm having trouble meeting that standard. What words of encouragement might you offer to somebody who's really in that place? First of all, if you have a family that you want to help become more faithful, then you yourself need to take care of yourself spiritually. You can't give what you don't have. And I think every woman, whether they're in a family or not, deserve time for themselves spiritually because in the end, you know, I, I spoiler alert, we don't get out of this alive. So <laughs> I think I think it's kind of important that we remember that we are spiritual beings. You know, a lot of people will take time, make sure they make it to the gym and they exercise and they eat right. But you know what? We are we are spiritual. We are body and soul. And it's really important and to take that time for yourself. And, and one of the rules I have about my Bible study, my faith sharing group, is it's two hours. You come at seven, you leave at nine. I promise to start on time and I promise to end on time because your, val- your time is very valuable. And I find that because they know, again, that structure, yeah. I'm coming at seven, I'm leaving at nine. Allison always stops at nine and kicks, I literally kick them out of my house. <laughs> But I think you're worth two hours. And again, if you don't get to read, I tell the girls all the time, if you do not read and you do not come, then God's had no opportunity to touch your heart. But if you don't get to read, somebody else has read. Let them do the reading for you. And through the discussion, which the questions are always set up to be um, able to be used, whether you read or not, you still can participate in the discussion because they're very personal or they're at least uh, general in the spirituality. Touches the readings, but doesn't have to. So you... I always encourage, please come whether you've read or not, because this way the Lord can touch your heart either this time through what someone else is saying, not always just through the reading. Oh, that's terrific. I think that's very encouraging because it sounds doable, right? It's doable. (laughs) Set that bar nice and low. (laughs) We're all about that practicality here at Girlfriends. But um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about, because you're not just an author, you're also a retreat leader. How has your work with women in retreat settings, I know you've been doing that for years, how has that kind of fed what you're doing here in building community among Catholic women through the Stay Connected series? 
Well, that's one of the reasons I really wanted to create a series that women could, because they go to the retreats and they, they're hearing things sometimes for the first time. Like, what do you mean God talks me through the scriptures? What do you mean he loves me? I'm meant to be a saint. How do I do this? Right. And there, there are, again, wonderful things to hand and give, but sometimes people aren't ready for that eight or 12 week study. They need something a little starter. So I love the idea that these are 120 pages, seven chapters long, no more than 10, you know, about 10 pages per chapter. They're very doable because I see them leaving and saying, well, what do I do now? What's next? You know, if, I, if it's in my town, then I can, you know, maybe they'll see me again. But I'm blessed to speak in Nebraska and all over the country. And I don't want to just show up, get you excited about how much God loves you and then disappear. And then, of course, we have social media, ReconciledToYou.com. You can follow me there and we can, you know, I, I love to create community on social media. I think it's done authentically. These are real relationships. I have real friendships. But to give something that, okay, where do, what's my next step? Where do I go? And that's why I started with the seven invitations from Jesus, because those are really like, He's the one inviting you. I'm just being his hands and feet and just I'm the one who typed it up for him. I was his, you know, I was just his secretary. But his, the invitations are really from him and he really wants to know you and spend time with you. Oh, I love that. And just recently here on the podcast, we were talking about a personal relationship with Jesus, what that looks like, how that's daunting to some people. Like, is that even Catholic? Like, is that allowed? And and you're somebody who's always inspired me in the way that you share about your relationship with Jesus in a real way. Like, he's a real guy. He's a real guy in your life. So maybe you could just speak a little bit about your relationship with Jesus, how that's changed over the years and, and the ways in which it's real to you. Well, we're still kind of in a new relationship, him and I. So we're still kind of in the honeymoon phase. I only came back about, I'm a cradle Catholic, but I had like a reversion in, like in 2005 when I started this Bible study, reading his word and starting to actually feel like I had conversations. I wasn't just praying at heaven. I was conversing with heaven. I would talk and then I would read the scriptures and he would talk back. And then the voices started in my head to become more real because I knew how we sounded again by reading the scriptures. But I think uh, my favorite compliment ever was my mom. I was talking one day about something, and she's like, you talk about Jesus like he's your best friend. I said, that is the best compliment ever. But it wasn't an overnight, and I'm sure there's still days he's thinking like, oh, where's my friend? My pen pal hasn't, you know, showed up in a while here. So that is always the challenge. And, and it's good to know even retreat leaders and authors like you creating these series of books to help women in women's studies is are also struggle with those same things, you know, that we're living in the world. And, and maybe we could talk a little bit about that because you've got a big presence on social media and you're a little bit of a social media expert. You do that professionally, right? So um, maybe you could talk a little bit about that. And, you know, you talked a little bit about creating an online community and how that can be authentic and real. What are some ways that we can do that? Because I think many of us are kind of stuck in that place where it's like, oh, Instagram's that place I scroll through and then I feel bad about myself, right? So how can we make it more real? Well, I want to invite you to Wine Women in the New Evangelization. We have a book club that we started, the Wine Book Club. It's a Facebook group. It's closed. And what I love about it is that we can just be ourselves. That's one thing that I love about the closed Facebook groups. Like, it's great to be on the, the big social media, and I, I share about my faith. I share scripture. I share squirrels because I want to be authentic in me. You, know, you, have to, you can't just always be like, church, church, church. You have to be like, oh, I'm a real person who likes squirrels because right, right. I'm a little squirrely. But, you know, creating these, these closed groups gives you this um, kind of safety. And, and I'm very careful about who I left in, make sure they're real women and that they're you know, really, like, I'll look at your Facebook page before I have you come in, see if you, you have, again, that you're a real person. Mm -hmm. 
but to just be authentic, to be yourself. I feel like I, I don't put on airs. I try to be th that I struggle and I'm not, I don't have it all figured out. Like who wants to listen to a person who has it all figured out? Cause you think I'll never reach that pinnacle. I'll never get there. So I'm like, I'm on this journey with you. Mm -hmm. And I think we can use social media to, especially again in these small groups or through Instagram to uh, really share our authentic self. I love when women share this, their messy house and their messy hair and they don't go on with their makeup done perfectly because right. then we see, oh, this woman's like me. Right. And then you see that they love Jesus and that's kind of... Mm -hmm. and, and that brings us to, we've talked about this before and I know you and I have had conversations about this, that temptation to compare yourself to other people and the importance of focusing on your unique call. You know, I, I'm always saying that and I'm mostly saying it to remind myself <laughs> Because there's so many distractions out there, people doing awesome things. And that's not my awesome thing to do. And yet it can be so hard. And when women get together inside of these women's groups, that I find is a really big temptation sometimes. You'll notice like, oh my gosh, she looks great. And oh my gosh, she just, you know, this happened for her at work or whatever is going on in their family life. And there's that temptation to compare and feel competitive or jealous. What's the remedy? Fix it for us. Uh, can't do that. Next. <laughs> I think pick your, your group wisely. Pick where you look and what you do. If something's up, like if you go to a certain website every time or Facebook page every time and it leaves you feeling stinky, block it. Yeah. Unfriend it. You don't have to go there. I think we kind of feel like, well, you know, they friended me and I, I have to see them. No, unfriend them or just block them because God doesn't want you feeling bad about yourself. God doesn't make mistakes. You are perfect in his eyes. He made you exactly the way you were created to make and where he puts you and the people he puts in your life and the goals he gives you. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I have the plan. I know the plans I have for you, the plans for you to prosper and not to harm you to, to, to for your good and not for your woe. And I think to remember that he's got a plan and that their plan is their plan and his plan for you is yours and it's perfect and glorify and praise him for that because no one else can do what you have been called to do. Such wise words. It's so hard to remember, though, right? <laughs> There's always that temptation to compare and that temptation. But, you know, especially with regard to social media, I really had an eye-opening experience recently where somebody who I think is a pretty big deal on social media, all of a sudden popped back in. They're like, I was gone for two weeks. I was taking a sabbatical or whatever. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even notice, you know, <laughs> and they're a big deal, right? So a little lesson in there for us. You can just take time away and it's not a big deal. You don't owe that to other people to be out there if it's not feeding your soul in good ways. So a helpful reminder. Yes. And I, I, I actually just noticed the same person. I'm like, well, she was gone. I don't make her, make her feel bad. But, but that was a good reminder that we can step away and that, you know, all the people say, oh, if you go away, though, you're going to lose all your followers. And no. And we remember that God called us to it. And if God wants people to see things or God, you know, is, is the mastermind behind our lives, then if he wants us to rest... And we're supposed to rest. And there's a reason Sunday is a day of rest and it's a commandment. It's not like a little suggestion. Yeah. It's a commandment. And how often I forget to rest, not just on Sundays, but sometimes when I'm just overworked or spending too much time on my social media, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes I'll look over and go, oh, kids, right. I have you. Uh -huh. <laughs> Maybe you should just hit mama up on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> too bad Facebook can't make them dinner, right? <laughs> um, but I wanted to talk just a little bit before we have to wrap up here about friendship, because this is something you know, a, a lot of um, Catholic publishers are even diving into this topic. And it's something that I think is really relevant on the hearts of many women that struggle to really create authentic friendships. And um, this is a place where I feel like this series of books could really feed 
women's needs, where they are, where they need, they're longing for that connection. We're built for it, right? Um, but is, is there a way to use this? Like, let's say there's a mom, and I hear from them all the time, who are just struggling. They don't feel like they fit in at their parish. They don't feel like they fit in in their community or their kid's school or whatever's going on. Like, is there a way to use this individually, but also like maybe connecting with one other person, you know, starting really small? That's exactly what I was going to say. I always say I'm a terrible friend. I am just, I'm an orcaholic. I absolutely love ministry life. And because I work for God, I feel like I give myself permission to work too much. And I forget my friends. And I was complaining to my Bible study group that I'm a really horrible friend. And they laughed and like, you open up your home to us every single Monday because you want us to know Jesus. That's not a horrible friend. And we started with just four or five women. And you said two, two is a group. So if you have just one friend that you want to spend more time with, but you, you know, your soul sisters, right? You're, yeah. You care, like your soulmate is supposed to care more about their soul than anything. So to get together and I think it builds really great relationships because the questions help you dive deeper into your own understanding of your faith and who you are. And then you can share that with others. And um, if you ever want to know what you're really good at, ask your friends because we're so hard on ourselves. Like we, we don't ever see the good in ourselves. But when we're doing these groups with other women and there's questions about your own, like you're supposed to kind of write nice things about yourself, women will leave that empty. So I go around the room and I said, you answer for her and you answer for her. And then I make them write it down. You write down what the good things and you read that when you get home, because this is what the Lord wants you to know about you because he makes you perfect. Oh my gosh. I love that exercise. And I think it's really helpful to women because I think sometimes we don't have the opportunity or we don't seek the opportunity to speak the good things about other people. All these things that are tempting us to be competitive or maybe jealous that we're noticing, turn that into an opportunity to build that other person up and speak out loud what you see that's good in that person, what they're accomplishing and the the things that you admire about them. So such a helpful reminder. So before we have to go, give us one last um, shout out. Where do we go to find out more information about the Stay Connected series that's upcoming? The uh, pre-orders are actually out right now. So you can go to gracewatch.media backslash connected and put your pre-order in now. And the books um, from the pre-order will be out September 15th. And the major launch on Amazon will be October 1st. Oh, we cannot wait. And we're going to have you back on the Catholic MomCast once it releases to kind of get an update on it. But in the meantime, we're glad to have you here at Girlfriends. We can't wait to share in this new study resource for women. So check it out. We'll have it linked up in the show notes, which are always available at ascensionpress.com. Thank you so much, Allison, for being with me today and for sharing from your heart. Thank you, Danielle. I always enjoy my time with you. God bless. I want to take a moment to thank Ascension Press for partnering with me to bring you this podcast. At ascensionpress.com, you'll find all kinds of resources for your personal spiritual growth, but also sources that will support you in your marriage, help your kids learn about their Catholic faith, support your family, even your parish community in learning more about and learning to love your Catholic faith. You can check it all out at ascensionpress.com. I also want to be sure to mention that I'm still booking speaking events for this fall. If you think you or your parish or your women's group would like to have me come speak or would like to host my Your Worth It retreat for women based on my most recent book, You're Worth It, looking at women in the New Testament as a uh, precursor to my You Are Enough book that's coming out this fall, you can go to daniellebean.com and find out all that you need. You can just click on the speaking tab if you'd like to have me come speak at an event, or you can click on the retreat tab to find out more about that. 
And now it's time for a little bit of listener feedback. This week, I got an email from Lori who says, Hi, Danielle. I sent you an email a while back when I was having a rough time. Things are ebbing and flowing as usual in the crazy Catholic life. I just wanted to send an email because I had an idea. It came to me when I was listening to one of your episodes about friendship and how they change over time and how hard it is to find Catholic friendships with other women. Do you have a way to meet up all your girlfriend listeners, like a Facebook group, WhatsApp, GroupMe, or something along those lines? Maybe you could connect some of your listeners to each other through some sort of social media, since we can assume all your listeners are like-minded. From there, listeners could meet up in person or with other listeners from same geographical areas. It might be a good place for some people to start, and I know I would like deeper friendships that are rooted in Christ. I have lots of friends, but nothing deep, and I've been trying to reach out to other Catholic moms, but I get the I already have friends vibe that you talked about. Praying for your ministry, Lori. Lori, thank you so much for this email, because it... Um, jolted my memory of the fact that I was exploring the idea of putting together a Facebook group um, a few months back. And a bunch of you gave me positive feedback like, yeah, do it. That would be so great. And then I didn't do it. <laughs> so you're nudging my conscience, Lori. I appreciate that. Um, so and I was just the other day when I was at Ascension, I was just uh, talking to Christina, who's one of the people there who helps out with this podcast about the idea of starting a Facebook group. And I think we're going to do it. Um, Look for more information next week. I'm going to work on that in the coming week and hopefully have information in next week's show about how to go about connecting on Facebook. It's, I'll at least experiment with it. If it's all a big disaster, well, no harm done, right? Facebook is free. But I think a closed Facebook group might be good. Um, I'm not all that familiar or comfortable with WhatsApp. I have it on my phone and I've used it a few times. So I, I just don't know. I think maybe using a tried and true way of connecting like Facebook might be the, um, you know, l the easiest way for all of us to connect. And um, really, I like the idea of it, Laurie, because you're right. I think that building a community here at Girlfriends is, an, it's an important goal of mine, but an important part of that is giving all of you guys access to each other. And one way we can do that is online. And for sure, online relationships have their limitations, but I have had, definitely have had um, seasons in my life where online relationships were very real to me and very much a source of support to me as I struggled in my motherhood. So I know the value of it. And you're right that maybe in that way you could connect with other people who are geographically close to you. Maybe we could somehow in some way work out a girlfriend's meetup um, somewhere. Um, maybe with regard to the, the launch of my book this fall, we could work on something for 2019 as a way to get together in real life. I'm open to all of these ideas. So if other people have ideas as well, while I'm kind of working on putting together that Facebook group, which really I don't think is going to be a huge time investment. I think a few clicks and I'll have the book, I'll have the, the group formed. Um, but then it's a matter of figuring out how we're, we're going to use it and um, in what ways we'll monitor the content there, you know. Um, but I think having it be a closed group is important because I want people that share there to feel safe and feel comfortable sharing from their hearts because that's what Girlfriends is all about. So thank you, Lori, for the reminder and for the nudge and for the great idea. Look for some action from me <laughs> in the coming weeks on this particular project.
This week, I also heard from listener Mara, who writes in about a similar topic. She says, hi, Danielle. I've been enjoying listening to your podcast. Thank you, especially for opening up the conversation about friendship. I have a few questions and thoughts specifically about parish mom groups. How can I help to cultivate a welcoming atmosphere in my groups? It's a tricky topic to bring up because bringing it up implies that the group is being clicky, which of course no one wants to be accused of. I've been attending uh, one group for three years, and only in this past year have I started to feel like these women are really my friends. I know the whole first year was difficult for me. Literally, the only reason I kept going was because I had nothing else to do with one small child and they had free babysitting and coffee and snacks. I love that, Mara. That's awesome. Um, anyway, she says, but it does feel like you are entering into a club and everybody else knows each other so well, which is certainly partly true. Of course, people would rather catch up with their friends than the newcomer, but that feeling is hard to get past. So some encouragement other women who may feel in the same situation is just keep going. Some of building friendships is simply making small talk week after week, even when you don't feel like you're instantly clicking with anyone. It's such a hard topic for people because they get defensive easily, but unless as a group you're consciously reaching out to new people, they're going to sense that everybody else already knows everyone, even if that's not actually true. Thanks for your your podcast and your prayers and everything that you do to help women grow in their vocation as mothers. Mara. Yeah. Okay. This is a really important topic, Mara. And I know we talked about this a little bit in the show that was all about friendships. Um, but I think it's an important reminder because you're right. It is so easy to just show up at your women's group or whatever event might be going on at your parish or in your community and just talk with your friends. That's very comfortable and it's fun. And for sure, there should be times when you are getting together with just your friends and hanging out and talking with them. But if your goal is truly to build community, you need to be welcoming. You need to make sure you're not falling prey to that temptation to just connect with people you already know and stay in the, inside that comfort zone. Get outside of that comfort zone and welcome newcomers. Make people feel truly welcome. And maybe it's not going to be, just like Mara says, not going to be an instant click. But I, I really feel like you're making a good point here, Mara, that those of us who are involved in different kinds of women's events know the kind of insecurity that maybe a lot of people feel their first time showing up. And so I think really making an effort to make people feel welcome, even if it means sacrificing some of your time with your favorite girlfriends, and maybe it's that one opportunity you have to get together that week. But I think if you truly value building community, I think that this is an important part of it, making newcomers feel welcome and making sure you're reaching out to them and connecting with them. And then I think also your advice, Mara, to people who are experiencing that perhaps to just keep going, even if it's just for the coffee, coffee snacks and free babysitting, do it. Just keep going because friendships do truly build over time and your comfort level with people builds over time spent together. And the more time you're spending together, even if it is just making silly small talk or whatever, it is truly going to make you feel more comfortable in the long run. It does add up. Be patient with that process. And um, I would just add one more reminder to keep praying. If this is something you're struggling with, keep praying for God to send good friendship opportunities into your life and keep praying for the grace to be a good friend. You know, um, Elizabeth Foss's Take Up and Read study program has been in recent weeks focusing on true friendship. You can go to takeupandread.com to find out more about how to participate in that particular study. But I think one of the great themes that's going on there is the idea that if you want to have good friendships in your life, focus on 
other people's needs and how you can be a good friend to other people in your community, in your workplace, in your, you know, your kids' school communities, wherever you're meeting up with other people, that ways that you can serve others, ways that you can be a good friend to others, because that's truly what it's all about. And I think sometimes when we're feeling self-conscious, when we're feeling insecure, we're really sort sort of um, too focused on ourselves. And that's not a great start for a friendship. When someone's feeling awkward and insecure and is completely self-conscious and focused on themselves, that's not an attractive thing for other people to want to connect with. But what is attractive is that person reaching out to you and looking to connect with you in authentic ways. And we can all make a greater effort to do that. For sure, it comes more naturally to some people than others. But I'm going to say it again fake it till you make it. <laughs> it works. So go ahead and fake it till you make it inside of your, your friendship, your opportunities for friendship inside of your community gatherings, inside of your women's events at your parish. Fake it till you make it and connect with other women. It truly is important. It isn't something that you can just push aside as unimportant. It's truly an opportunity for you to grow and learn from others and be encouraged and affirmed and supported inside of your Catholic vocation to motherhood. Thank you for that reminder. Mara. And um, if you want to email me like Mara did and Lori, you can email me at danielle at daniellebean.com. You can always connect with me over social media or connect with me on Voxer. The link to connect with me on Voxer is in the show notes of every episode of the Girlfriends podcast. And I did hear from a number of listeners about our recent show on the topic of confession and why you need to get your butt in there. Um, I heard from people on social media. Almost immediately, I heard from a woman on Twitter who shared that she was heading right out to confession and she really needed to go and had been avoiding it. And I was able to pray for her in those moments as she was preparing and nervous about going to confession. And she tweeted me afterwards about how good it felt, the fact that she had gone. And what a gift that was. What a gift that was for me to feel like I had been able to be a part of that process with her. Um, and I heard from some people on Facebook. I heard from some people asked me to keep their emails private. But I did want to share um, this one that was from listener Karen, who's a new listener. And she said, Hi, Danielle, I'm returning to the Catholic Church after being away for many years. I received Catholic baptism as an infant, then First Communion confirmation. I've had both my sons baptized in the Catholic Church and then failed to follow through with the other sacraments. The main point of this email is my first step in returning is to go to confession. I haven't been since I was a kid and I'm almost 50 now. I, I subscribed to the Ascension website and my first email had a link to your podcast. And what was the topic? Why you should go to confession. <laughs> I love this. Thank you. I needed to hear what you had to say. I'm now subscribed to your podcast. I'm looking forward to hearing more. I appreciate your outlook and your personality makes it easy to listen. Thank you. Sincerely, Karen. I mean, isn't that amazing the way that God uses our small little efforts and, um, you know, the, the work that we do to do gigantic things in other people's lives? I just find that so humbling. And I'm so honored to be a part of that process with you, Karen. And I wanted to share Karen's email so that I could encourage all of our listeners here at Girlfriends to be praying for Karen during this process, which is bound to be a bumpy road. There, you know, it's, it's a tough thing. And to go back to confession after all that time, know that we're praying for you, Karen. Know that God uh, sent 
sent that little link in your email to you for a reason. And please do follow through and please do reach out and let us know how you're doing. If you're in need of prayer or um, if you know of somebody in need of prayer, I'd love to hear about that. I'd love for you to share um, an email or a voicemail with me so that we could together as a community be praying for you. That's a powerful thing that we're able to do for one another. And I think sometimes we take it for granted. And I love the fact that we have this community of listeners here. Um, like uh, Lori shared in her email, we can know we're like-minded. Well, maybe not perfectly like-minded. I'm sure we have a variety of perspectives and, and differences and opinions and preferences and whatnot, but we do have girlfriends in common. And I think that's very meaningful. Whenever I meet somebody and they say they listen to the podcast, I'm like, okay, you're a friend. You get it. You know, I don't care what differences we might have. Um, you get it. And so we at least have that much in common here. And that's a wonderful place for us to begin to build community and pray for one another. And even if you aren't reaching out to me and sharing your prayer requests, know that I'm praying for you. I do pray every week for the listeners of the Girlfriends podcast and whatever your needs are. And I pray for God, God to guide you on your journey through your vocation, the particular ways that he's calling you. So know that you are in fact a part of that community of prayer. And that's all the time we have for this week, but I want to thank you for taking the time to hang out with me here at Girlfriends. I want to thank those of you who've left iTunes reviews, truly a helpful way to, first of all, just give me positive encouragement that I'm on the right track or the thing, let me know the things that you like that we're doing here at Girlfriends, but then also a great way to let iTunes know that you are listening to the Girlfriends podcast. And that really helps us in our efforts to grow our community and get more listeners for Girlfriends. Also, another way is to hit that subscribe button. Make sure you're subscribed so you won't miss any future shows of Girlfriends. Thanks for spending some time with me here in beautiful Philadelphia. Hopefully by the time you're listening to this, I will have gotten home to my family. So until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension the leader in Catholic faith formation.